We've now begun this retreat, March, April, 2021. We've entitled it Inquiring Awareness. First, if you're online, please be willing to have your picture be present, to be willing to be seen is part of the reason that we come together in community. We hopefully have people know us who can see us and recognize us beyond our persona, beyond the facade that we put on for strangers. Next, I encourage everybody to engage in active listening throughout the retreat. Often we hear very little of what's actually being said. And I know this from my experience, having been to so many retreats and heard the the energy and the flavor and the flow of the words without actually recognizing what was being said. To hear the words, to say to yourself, this is what this is about, this is the meaning. To think in your own mind, what is a positive example of how that might affect me? Actively listen. Now, in this retreat and with every retreat, the foundation is alert awareness, and that foundation requires concentration. All the great things that we read that inspire us about insights and liberation come as a byproduct of concentration. And in order to be concentrated, we have to know what we are concentrating on. People can sit for 20 or 30 years with their mind sort of wandering around, looking a little bit at this and a little bit at that, and feeling here and feeling there and pondering this and pondering that, without ever penetrating, having a direct, vivid experience that affirms and confirms the Buddhist teachings. Concentration is an essential component. And so again, you must know what you're concentrating on. You must be able to say, this is my concentration practice. This is the anchor for everything else. Breath, body, space, all kinds of things. Sound, sensation of the earth supporting us. Whatever it is, we use our object of concentration, whether it be with support or without support, we use our object of concentration as a way of taking our scattered, wandering mind and making it simpler and simpler and simpler and simpler. And unless we make our mind simple, 
and stable, we can't actually do inquiring awareness. In Buddhism, there are two basic streams of practice. Everybody's heard this over and over, but never hurts to reiterate it. And the first is samatha, calm abiding, resting in this moment, oneness with the breath, being stable and present, dropping the past and the future. We drop the past and the future by, as Dogen says, giving emphasis to the present, by feeling the experience of the body being breathed in this moment, or the sound being listened to in this moment, the hands in this moment. Feeling the hara, feeling the energy, whatever your particular anchor of practice is. The way that you allow your mind to become simpler and simpler and simpler. Calmer, more stable. So every time we introduce meditation to a new group of people, we always talk about this aspect. People come to practice and they say, I want to become calm, I want to have stress reduction. It's great. And this is a way of doing that. But this is not liberating. And those of us who've been around for a long time know that people can sit at the monastery or they can sit session after session or they can go to retreat after retreat and they find a a calm and stable place and then they walk out into the world and the moment a car honks at them, they start getting irritated. The minute somebody does something, all their vexations come back. You might even find a calm place and then the inner critic starts chattering again and suddenly we're in agony. So we have to have calm abiding. We have to learn about being stable and present. But that is not enough. It's not enough. And after a while, if that's all that we're doing, we just become kind of sleepy and, you know, kind of wandering around thinking, I'll figure out a way of being happy. And so the other part of practice, the other stream of practice, is vitally important for liberation, for an ending of suffering, for breaking through old habits that cause us and others friction. And that practice is insight. Vipassana, investigation of states, curiosity, inquiry, seeing into and through. The Vipassana part of things means seeing things as they really are. Seeing things as they really are. Seeing people as they really are 
seeing situations as they really are without our overlay of shoulds and oughts and it, the, the painting that we put on top. To see things as they really are. And we can't do that without the mind first being calm and simple. This inquiry also must be focused. We must know what we're inquiring into. It doesn't do, it's not, we can't concentrate. We can't bring the power of our mind to a vague problem. Well, I wonder how I could be happy. Well, I wonder what's, you know, we can just sort of wonder about this and wonder about that. There has to be some intentional focusing. We have to know what we're curious about. There has to be an anchor. It is essential if we want liberation, if we want the, to, to break out of the ruts of habit and to have practice actually penetrate our lives, to do this inquiry piece, a lifetime of inquiry. If we don't do this, we leave, we end the retreat, we go back, we find our old habits are back, we find ourselves right back where we started from, we think, I failed, the method is not any good, what a waste of time. So the attitude of inquiry, the attitude of vipassana, the attitude of curiosity into the nature of things, is like this. It's from Tricycle Magazine. Never mind what I have been taught. Forget about theories and prejudices and stereotypes. I want to understand the true nature of life. I want to know what this experience of being alive really is. I want to apprehend the true and deepest qualities of life. And I don't want to just accept somebody else's explanation. I want to see it for myself. There are different ways we can do that. To try to look out at the world and society without theories and prejudices and stereotypes, see the true nature of being alive, see the deepest qualities of life, is not easy to do. To see ourselves self clearly is not easy to do. And even to see the situations that we become embroiled in and to see them clearly and to see our components of 
what we've added to them is not easy to do. Now the foundation here is like the weather. The weather is just the weather. The weather is just the weather. You know, one day leads to the next day, leads to the next day, leads to the next day, and there's maybe rain, and there may be sun, and there may be clouds, and there may be two, two, no rain, and there may be lots of rain, and there may be, you know, whatever it is. The weather is just the weather. But we add our opinions to the weather. Oh, it shouldn't be this hot. Oh, you know, shouldn't have tornadoes. Oh, shouldn't, 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 should, should, should. We should have more water. We should have less water. We should, we should, we should, we should. We add all of our shoulds onto the nature of things. What would it be like if we actually saw through and saw the true nature of this this coloring, this flavoring that we imbue the world with? What would the world be like if we saw it in its simple isness? If we saw nature unfolding according to nature instead of according to me. If we saw other people doing their very best, always to do their very best to try to mitigate suffering, to try to enhance their well-being. And we were not seeing them through the eyes of should and ought and prejudice and stereotype This inquiry is not so much an inquiry into what is true. It's more a discovery of what's not true. Looked at in different ways. So we have a couple of different approaches that we've used, we will use. First, it's very important to know specifically what your inquiry is. Now, the traditional fundamental inquiries is what is this that's alive? This consciousness, before my parents are born, where was this consciousness? When I die, what will happen to this consciousness, this sense of I am? Where did it come from? We could even say, who am I? It's kind of a silly way of phrasing it. But in order to investigate at that level, the mind has to be free of its detritus. The flotsam and jetsam of past and future has to be settled so that we can go into the sensation of I am and look at the sensation of I am at the root and then penetrate that and get really curious. What is it that is questioning? What is it that recognizes? What is it that knows? Does anything. That has to be a a visceral, imminent, intimate, experiential curiosity and investigation. So sometimes 
those fundamental koans, those fundamental existential questions touch some people. And sometimes they, they just don't have, have, you know, we just have no, no way of referring to them or referencing them. They just kind of zoom by and we don't have any connection with them. So in that case, we take a specific situation that we complain about. And we look at the specific situation. And it could be with the sun or the moon or the weather or it could be with social movements or it could be with you know, our neighbor or our partner or whatever. We take a specific situation. It's very important that it be specific. You write it down. And then we can inquire. We can be curious about what am I adding to this situation? What am I adding to it that is causing difficulties, suffering? Because we're always adding something. <clears throat> and even though something may look 99% as though it's somebody else's responsibility or fault, we are still adding something to it. And it's that that we are adding to things, the judgment, the should, the ought, whatever, that we're adding to things, that can be inquired directly into in a specific situation. It does not work very well if you say, I want to know why I'm so unhappy. Because throughout your life, you've been happy and unhappy and sort of happy and sort of not happy and this situation and that situation. It, it's, it's just too vague. It needs to be, there needs to be an ability to concentrate on a particular either existential question or on a specific situation in order to see what is true. So we stabilize the mind always. There's no, no going around that one. Always we come back the body. We begin to even, can even wonder what is the body? Even look at the body with great curiosity. Where does my body begin? Where does my body end? What's the source of my body? How big really is my body? What happens to my body when I die? What happens to the body I had 10 minutes ago? These questions, they sound like they have something to do with words, but they're all basically feeling into the direct, vivid experience of this body sitting right here and feeling into it with curiosity. So we can't, we have to start with stability. We have to bring the mind into some semblance of simplicity and oneness. And then we can do these investigations. Now, of course, some people have been practicing for many, many years, and the investigations are, are part, part of their being. When an investigation, a fundamental investigation, is part of our being, we can, it's there, whether we're walking, standing, sitting, writing, it's there in the middle of night, it's there while we're asleep, it's there all the time, it's there. What is it? What is it? What is it? It goes right down to the very root of existence. But, you know, that doesn't happen by itself. That doesn't happen it requires 
intention and curiosity and effort and returning and returning and returning. And at some point, these questions become so exigent, so vivid, that they question us, that they're doing the questioning of us, and it's no longer me questioning something else. So we set this condition of session up as best we can, trying to create a, an environment as much as we can, especially given the, the challenges of the internet, and to set the intention for stability so that we can all support one another in that stability so that we can all rouse the mind that seeks the way. Looking into. Now, nobody can do this kind of work for us. Nobody. And all of the admonitions and challenges and everything else is only to try to both say there's something that is possible here It's worth walking. It's worth investigating. Please, if you want, take those steps. And if there's some way we can support you in taking those steps, we'll do our best we can, the best we can. You know, with interviews or talks or whatever. But the walking, the inquiry, the breathing, the practicing, each step is our own. Each breath is our own. No one else can do that. And so in that sense, we take responsibility. Not the inner critic. We take responsibility for meeting the the conundrum of our life. For meeting the meat of our life, for engaging with our life and then penetrating into it. And of course, we have the capacity to do that. Everyone is fully endowed with every every quality that is needed for liberation. So please, be clear what you're concentrating on as a way of stabilizing the mind. And then if we start inquiry, be clear what are you looking into. So your mind is not just wandering around wondering about things. It's got to have the element of concentration. And everyone, of course, will do the best given their particular circumstances. Everyone always does. We have always done our best. But our best shifts depending upon what we see as possible. What we see is our capacity. So I encourage you to see your capacity as large. 
and to see what is possible as rich and deep and infinite. And then from that confidence to throw yourself into practice for your own benefit, for the benefit of those around you, and fundamentally for the benefit of the whole world, which is your life. Thank you. Continue sitting for a few more minutes here. And it might be helpful to actually think to yourself, what was just said? And how might that apply to me? How might I use these particular, this sharing of experience? This is not casual. There are people whose lives throughout the millennia have been on the line with these fundamental questions of why? How can I help this world? What is it? These are not casual questions. So as you practice to find the deepest, most penetrating, most potent questions of your heart and resolve to clarify them. This is not casual. 